IndieWire's Very Good Television Podcast. I'm Liz Shannon-Miller at Lizlet on the Twitters. And I'm Ben Travers at Ben T. Travers on the Twitters. And wow, you guys, um, we sounded like we had a whole bunch of energy just then. Okay, Ben is checking the recorder. We're going to make sure that we're good. We're good. Hooray. That is good news because it is day three of TCAs, and we're not going to talk about it too much because... No one really cares about TCAs outside of this hotel room. I mean, we've not talked about hotel room, this hotel. Yeah, we we've talked about TCAs how many times in this podcast? Do you think? Well, like at least a half dozen. At least. Yeah, and I, I'd still wager that most of our listeners don't know what it is. Yes. Like it's hard to explain. It is. Like I think people conceptually just don't understand. Like because it sounds in theory kind of interesting, and then and then there's also free bo- food and booze, and so that's not bad. Um, What's the um? What's the travel thing? What's the T TSA TSA TSA? Um, my lovely mother and our most valued listener Ann Travers sent Hi, me Ann. A, a good luck message when the TCA started saying good luck at the TCAs or uh, the TSA. Switch those around. Yeah, but I was like, yep, sounds Thanks, about bye. right. It might have been autocorrect. She might be like her phone. That's true. Her phone might have been like TSA makes more sense than TCX. Who? What would? What did you call the TCA? She's definitely the most educated non-TCA member on the TCAs because she just graciously listens to me talk about them endlessly for two weeks every year. Yeah, so. it's a lot to say. Um, There's a lot, but we're not going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about it because nothing I mean, major yet. No, not yet. But I think the the point is that is we're we're a little tired. It's uh, late on the day on Saturday because you don't have weekends when you do this. Saturday night, Saturday night's all right for fighting. I don't think that's how that song goes. It's not. No. But I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk, though, about kind of what TCAs are the purpose of, which is to look forward at the upcoming television of the first six months of the year, usually more focused towards, you know, the first three months of the year, or even the first two months, or even just, you know, like next week. Um, And in fact, today we saw previews for shows that ranged from, you know, stuff that's coming out literally as we record this tomorrow to shows that where I don't even think, like, we're thinking like they may be projected in April or April late spring premiere date for Patrick Melrose, an upcoming yeah. Showtime drama starring uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, there's plenty on the schedule that does not have a date attached to it. Yeah. So, but uh, with our lovely colleagues Han and Steve, who you know we didn't want to torture by making them stay here with us, they got to go home. They got to go home. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna we wanted to we we in collaboration with them put together our list of the most 20, 25 our twenty five most anticipated shows of the year. And we have a pretty good track record. Oh, that's what we did the last time we did this. Last year, what we did around this time was we went through last year's list, uh-huh. the year before's list, yeah, and like kind of yeah. like figured out like what we got right, what we got wrong. Right. Um, that was a good. That was a good topic. We should have done that instead of what we're doing right now, which is just no. telling you about a couple of the shows from that list. We're that keeping it fresh. We're keeping it fresh. We're looking forward instead of looking back. Right. And we're going to tell you about some of the shows that. We think you guys should be excited about, um, and I feel like that's a uh, by the numbers. Actually, when when I look at the numbers on our podcast, uh, I find that these episodes that we do, looking forward, looking towards like upcoming shows that people should be excited about, tend to do pretty well. So, hopefully, this is an episode you guys will actually listen to. I mean, it is the probably the greatest service we can offer anyone is just kind of a highlight of shows that matter, like mm-hmm. bigger shows or new shows. 
that for whatever reason you should be paying attention to because there's just so much TV, as the mayor of television, John Landgraf, told us this week. Uh, there's There were almost, there were nearly 500 shows. Mm-hmm. Like literally 500. It was scripted, right? Scripted programming? Yeah. Little 500 scripted shows in 2017. So we're on pace to crack that this year. So the best thing we can do is try to let you know of which ones you need to pay attention to because there's a lot to sift through. Yeah. So, Ben, what's, like, what's first on your mind? I mean, first on my mind is Maniac. Ooh. That's a, that's a, that is an interesting show. And, um, why, why you, you have, you have a hunched smile face. Why do you have a hunched smile face? Liz, you know why I have a hunched smile face. I, I don't. I'm asking. Maniac is... A new Netflix original series that's adapted, I believe, from a 2014 Norwegian show. Yeah, something in the Scandinavias. Yeah, um, and it's it's there's a lot of exciting factors about it. I mean, d- the director is Kerry Fukunaga from yeah. True Detective fame, and obviously Beast of Donation and other valuable independent films. Uh, it stars uh, Jonah um, Hill and Emma Stone. Sure, those people. Um, but like the real reason we obviously have to pay attention to this monumental piece of the 2018 narrative right is that justin thoreau the star of the leftovers is following up that acclaimed best reviewed series of the year with this program and he's uh, he's a supporting role um he, he and and sally field and julia garner uh, of ozark fame uh, among other things mother uh or grandma sorry um, yeah, God, don't confuse those. <laughs> Do uh, not confuse the films Mother and Grandma. Yeah, please watch Grandma. Please never watch Mother. Uh, but no, like so. So Thoreau is coming back to TV. This is a, a, a full-on series, ten episodes, dark comedy. It's set in this weird space where there's like two people in a mental institution who are trying to sift between their reality and the the kind of false realities they've created in their mind, the fantasy elements, if you will. Um, and honestly, just like Thoreau's Instagram post of him and Emma Stone jumping off a couch in this weird kind of Legion-esque world, I was like, I'm in. Done. Sold. So, I mean, is, is Thoreau a series regular or is he a guest yes. star? Series oh. regular. Series regular. Okay. Yep. In it to win it. In that case, yeah, we have to pay attention to that one. Absolutely. <laughs> I great. actually didn't know the supporting cast. Sally Field's a good get, too. I know, right? Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, the, the, it, it's, it's going to be one of those kind of shows that I expect people to be talking about a lot and not only because it's on netflix but because of the true detective connection and jonah hill and emma stone like these are all very important you know reasons to be talking about a tv show that's coming out so i don't think you're going to forget whenever this comes out we don't have a release date yet but again undoubtedly we'll be talking about it again soon uh liz how about you first pick off the bat what you got um i got a show i'm a little tentative about selecting just because we don't have anything resembling a full premiere date yet. But uh, speaking of shows with casts that have me really excited, um, yeah, Snowpiercer sounds oh, like. I mean, I want to. I don't even know if it's. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be any good. But I love the. I love the showrunner, executive producer Josh Friedman. Uh, I think he's at least very least he managed to make. The Sarah Connor Chronicles, a watchable show, um, out of a very, and that was another show where it's like, how are you going to take this film property and make it into a TV show? Well, at least they started with a good film. You don't like Snowpiercer? Nope. I, I know that you don't like Allison Pill and Snowpiercer. Oh, yeah, no, I don't. But you also just don't flat out like Snowpiercer. Did not. What about the part where Chris Evans trips on a fish? Yeah, it was funny. 
Yeah, it's great. Yeah. You don't need to make a TV show about it, though. <laughs> we saw it. it it's gifable. I mean, I'm just saying I'm in support of this show. Cast includes, and the cast includes some really crazy people like da- David Diggs, who I think is a great, a great lead. I, I've wanted, I feel like, I feel like he hasn't gotten his opportunity to really like show us what he can do. And I feel like this is a great opportunity for him to do like something in a tone, not entirely comedy, which is otherwise what we've kind of seen from him. Uh, Allison Wright. We love Allison Wright. Yeah, we do. So good for her. Um, and then... As the voice of the train, they got none other than Jennifer Connelly. Um, voice of the train. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I feel like, I mean, is she she's may or may not actually be on camera at any point, but on camera, if that you will. Would be, that would be offensive. If they, if they cast Jennifer Connelly, you have to put her on camera. Yeah. There's also no word on who t- the Tilda Swinton of the show will be. God. Good luck. I mean, it is that Tilda Swinton's performance in that movie is a work of art. Yeah, so. who, who is going to ever even agree to follow that up? They'd have to either be ignorant or just the most confident person in the world. That's a good way of putting it, yeah. Anyways, point is, Snowpiercer looks good. I, or I'm, I'm, into, I'm excited about it just based on the talent involved. Um, who knows? We'll, we might get it this summer. That's we a, might get it this fall. That's TNT, right? Yeah, okay. and I think TNT is not adverse to the um, you know summer premieres, especially for new shows. So. Sure. Yeah. Uh, that 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 feels like it could be one that makes sense. Could be our next Animal Kingdom. It could be. Our, uh, well, you mean a show we don't really watch or discuss much? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Nice try. Um, I'm at least going to bring up Snowpiercer one twice as much as uh, I ever bring up Animal Kingdom. <laughs> mm, uh, off to a tough race already. Oh man. Uh, They're neck and neck now. Yeah. I, I feel like I've. Yeah. That's true. Um, then another one off your list. Uh, this is another one where we're not entirely sure when it's coming out. I think it's going to be uh, later in the year, and one of the reasons we're all very excited for it is because it fe- it is brought to us by, uh, directed by, um, and developed by uh, a former guest of the podcast, mm. uh, one Sam Esmail, who graciously admitted during our recording that he was wrong about the best show of 2017, and that was a, a beautiful moment where he kind of came to a realization during our conversation and he looked at Liz and he looked at me and he goes, you know what? The Leftovers was the best show. He now def- I'm going to go try to top it. And now he's making an adaptation of Homecoming. Yeah, I'm going to just note for the record that Sam Asmell definitely did that. He definitely did not say to Ben multiple times, you are objectively wrong. Nope. And to me. He said that also to me, but in a more gentle way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he didn't. He didn't. He never said that. He only said that we were right. Um Especially about the leftovers. Yes, but uh, but yeah, no. I mean, Homecoming is the very popular uh, podcast that, uh, that that featured a lot of, I mean, great voice actors, uh, actors slash voice actors. Yes. Uh, Catherine Keener, David Schwimmer, Amy Sedaris. Uh, like, I mean, it, it it Oscar Isaac. Like, it Thank had. You. I was trying to remember uh, that. Yeah, Oscar, Oscar Isaac. Isaac. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, and it told this fantastic story um, about. Uh, um, a military like a, program. Yeah, a military kind of project that was aimed to help soldiers when they got back from war kind of recover from their PTSD. And it was told from the, the framework of like a not really a therapist, but a therapist-like character who was, you know, talking to one of the patients. And then you kind of heard about the outside and what was going on and kind of the secret purposes of everything. And it was a, it was a great little thriller, a great little mystery. It played out beautifully as a podcast. Absolutely loved season one. And um, 
all of those elements sound perfect for S-Mail. So I'm, I'm very excited to see what he does with it. And it definitely doesn't hurt that this is an Amazon show and Julia Roberts is coming on board uh, mm-hmm. to star. So that's uh, very, very exciting stuff. I, I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little. The only re- I'm a little worried about it just because I feel like we haven't heard any up- major updates on it recently. They've done some casting, like um, Bobby Cannavale uh, is in it, and there was one more. Oh, well, the lead, um, the lead from Shots Fired, whose name I'm very sorry I'm forgetting, was cast as uh, was cast as the Oscar Isaac character. Okay, who's yeah? I'm I'm blanking on his name too. His right? Yeah. Okay. I think it's like James Franklin. Okay. Uh, but that's exciting. And yeah. yeah, I feel like the one thing about that is if you listen to Homecoming as the first season, um, the the narrative style was one of my favorite elements of it. Like mm-hmm. I really enjoyed kind of like almost like vignettes that you kind of had to piece together in order to understand what was going on. And I do or do not know, we, there's no evidence as to whether or not that's going to be a major part of the adaptation, but you know. Again, like it's one of those things why I love that S. Mail's doing it. He's such an inventive filmmaker when he does you know what he does on Mr. Robot's crazy he loves delving into that territory where he can kind of experiment with visuals and sound and this is the perfect uh, extension of that or, or something that could utilize be be could benefit from having that kind of director behind it so um, so yeah I mean hopefully we'll see that this year um, hopefully he's you know gonna knock it out of the park and you know he'll come back and tell us why that is the best show of the year and hopefully maybe even we'll agree with him <laughs> Or, you know, we'll tell them the real answer, as Indeed. we're prone to do. <laughs> we do tend to tell the truth. Only, always. Uh-huh. Um, what's next for you, Liz? Uh, I'm going to shout out a show that I've actually seen a little bit of and we have a premiere date for. Oh, boy. Um, and I, I'm going to caveat this with, like, you know, I don't know if everyone's going to love it. I feel like it's, like, going to appeal to a very sp- specific, ah, specific personality type. But I really enjoyed what I saw from uh, NBC's upcoming show, a- AP Bio. Hmm. Um, which is a comedy starring Glenn Howerton and as a philosophy professor who gets basically disgraced and shut out of his dream job and basically dedicates himself to petty vengeance while also uh, working as a teacher in a uh, you know public in a public high school and it's one of those I mean it's it's kind of like you know if you like School of Rock but you want like more more nihilism and more like what's the word it's like it's like you want Dennis from uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia to star in it. Like, if you want something like someone on that level, not sociopathic, I'm trying to think what's the... Yeah, Dennis wouldn't fit in on NBC. I don't think he could survive there. Well, he's that's basically kind of the character that Glenn Howerton plays. Oh, like, it's terrifying. not it's not a terror, not a terribly far uh, spin off of uh, off of Dennis. Uh, there's there's some elements that are different. He would never be allowed in the school. <laughs> I mean, as evidenced in the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, in the first episode, there's this running bit where he's just like, yeah, and I'm going to go bang the heck out of my high school girlfriend. And, like, he just kind of is, like, you know, talking, like, saying things like that. It, I'm saying, like, it felt very familiar. Uh, but at the same time, I enjoyed watching it. Patton Oswalt plays the high school principal. Um, interesting cast otherwise. I, I don't know if it's going to be a winner, but uh, I enjoyed what I saw. So, you know. A comedy for once. It is. I mean, it's very hard to predict, at least for me, a lot of these ratings hits. So far, the early stuff this year, I would not have guessed. Like, mm-hmm. I, I would have assumed that 911 would get good ratings off the bat. 
I wouldn't have assumed that L.A. to Vegas would do as well as it did. So that was exciting. Yeah, I liked it. All. I, I like L.A. to Vegas a lot. So Me too. Um, and not just because at the time they flew me to Vegas. Yeah, right. Yeah. Which is still one of the crazier things that's ever happened to me in this job. Yeah. Liz can look past the, the free cocktails, uh, you know, 20,000 feet up with Dylan McDermott. Yeah. Well, not with him. Well, he was busy flying the plane. He was busy flying the plane. Yeah. Good old Captain Dave. Um, so that's me. What's another one off, off from you? All right, I'm gonna give out. I'm gonna give out a, a dual one, uh, and then you know, call it a day. Um, in that, these are not ongoing series, but they are projects coming out in 2018. Right. I almost, I almost said 2017. My brain is fried. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, sharp objects on HBO. Oh yeah. I mean, this thing is gonna come in with the highest of expectations, which is just, uh, I, I never feel like that's a good thing. I, I always, it's, it, hype is, you know, fun, and it's, I love getting excited about something, but it's almost like you've got, you've got Amy Adams, you've got Patricia Clarkson, you've got uh, uh, an adaptation of Gillian Flynn, you know, the Gone Girl writer. Um, you've got Jean-Marc Bellet returning to HBO for another limited series after he just won a directing Emmy uh, for Big Little Lies. And it's another summer kind of dark thriller, similar to Big Little. I thought that was no, no. Was Big Little Lies was yeah, spring. That was, that was like great. Um, but anyway, th- this one it's got a lot of kind of connections to, or it's got enough connections to Big Little Lies where there'll be comparisons, and then it also has plenty of exciting ideas on its own that are going to get you pretty excited to see what they do with it. Um, but you know, it's that's part of TV. Like, let's have some fun. Let's get amped up. Let's look at a series and be like, you know what? This sounds awesome. Amy Adams is going to be on seven hours, seven, eight. Is it around there? I don't know those. Uh, of, of HBO programming, and that's going to be dynamite. And she's playing uh, a crime reporter who returns to her hometown to investigate the murder of two young girls, uh, which obviously is very sad, but, you know, good <laughs> material to base on. And then twist she also just got out of got out of a psychiatric institution so yeah. she cannot she's a little unstable and there's people in her hometown who are going to try to push her over the edge so we'll see what happens it's gonna be fun in that list of names did you mention marty noxon oh i did not jesus christ i keep forgetting about marty noxon yeah, yeah Ma- marty noxon who is a showrunner who i think has grown up a lot since uh I, I love her Twitter bio, which is, I ruined Buffy and I will ruin you too. Because um, she kind of, she was, uh, her first big role was, uh, first big writing role was on Buffy. Um, and she kind of notoriously was in charge of a season of tel- a season of that show that was not very good. Um, and how much of the blame she actually deserves for that is a whole other question. But uh, the point is, is that she was a major part of really making the first season of Unreal one of our favorite things. Uh, and she's done a lot of really interesting work across the across the years. Um, I still haven't seen her film um, To the Bone. That, oh, I kind of watched that. Yeah. Yeah, that's that just gets to me. Like I'm sure it's good, but I, oof, that's tough. <laughs> I okay. The good. visuals alone, like just the photos, I was like, ah, oh, I can't. But Keanu. I know. I, I know. love him. I love Keanu. Me I need. Too. I I should watch that. I I can probably handle it. It's on Netflix. Yep, it is. Which is probably why I haven't watched it. Well, yeah, it gets lost. But no, I, I mean that's a great point, and just another, you know, speaking to the idea that there are so many things to be excited about with sharp objects. Uh, that yeah. it's another one I. I'm almost I should probably apologize. I should be giving you more shows that maybe you're not going to get hyped up or or hear about elsewhere to just have it festering in your brain when it does come out. But um 
my last one, my my little sneaky one, which we again we don't know a lot about it. We haven't seen a trailer. We've seen like a clip, a couple of pictures, um, but the HBO original film Paterno is going to be crazy. I when did you see a clip? Uh, in that um, uh, HBO 2018 preview. Oh, okay. Um, they they had a couple of shots of basically just Pacino stalking the sidelines and some fans, and then uh, the, like a slow zoom on him in the press box as as uh, disgraced Penn State head coach Joe Paterno. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to tell that story how, uh, you know, the, the Sandusky, uh, well, Sandusky crimes and horrible fucking controversy, not even a controversy, just trauma, uh, affected that organization and affected Paterno. And it's got one of uh, IndieWire favorites, uh, Riley Keough as well. I love her. Um, and it's directed by, oh, I'm going to screw this up. Um, Barry, I'm pretty sure it's, it's Barry Levinson. I think it's, I, I believe it is. I, I will back you up in Barry Levinson. Yeah, and he just did The Wizard of Lies with De Niro for HBO. And you know, I liked I liked that movie a lot. I think I actually watched it twice. I really, yeah, I think The Wizard of Lies was a little bit underrated. It was a very, very well done biopic, which had an attitude about it and something to say with great performances. And that's kind of what's got me excited about Paterno. Like, I, I mean, Levinson is... I mean, he's a very well-respected director. He is somebody who knows what he wants to do. He may not be able to do anything he wants to do, but he's, you know, he's up near that echelon of directors who can kind of usher the projects he's passionate about to the table. And, and I'm, I mean, I don't know if this was his baby. I don't know if he got brought on board. I don't know the backstory yet, but we're going to learn more about that this week. And I'm very excited to see what they do with this movie because it's all those scars are still very, very fresh. Uh, Penn State is still haunted by these allegations. They've only been able to um, get into bowl games, I think, for two years now after the their suspensions and and, wow. and all that. Like, I mean, it's it's been you know it's been sitting there for a while and it's still sitting there. So resurfacing it now um, in in the state of the country as it is, like it that's going to be a, a pretty monumental movie. So I'm I'm very excited for it. Cool, Liz, save me, give them something good. Uh, something maybe you know that they're they're not going to hear about twenty four seven from me anyway. Yeah, well, uh, there's something that we, it didn't actually end up on our most anticipated list, and uh, I regret that. Uh, but because <laughs> I, I I'm going to mention, but I'm going to mention it now. Uh, is that if we had if I'd been thinking about it, if I wasn't, we weren't running around like crazy people. I probably would have fought to put trust on uh, trust. trust on the list. I all think all the money in the world, the TV show. All the money in the world, the TV show. Yes, uh, it is a show about. It is a show coming from, to you from FX, directed by Danny Boyle and created by Simon uh, Butefoy. Why do you hate <laughs> Danny Boyle so much? I don't hate. I don't hate Danny Boyle. You every time I, I bring up Danny his name, Boyle. you roll his. You roll I his. I just have I have peripheral scarring from Slumdog Millionaire. That's that's pretty much the extent of it. There is also, there is there is a poop scene in uh in, <laughs> in trust. Christ. I I'm out. <laughs> it's it's very mild in comparison. Well, it would have to be. Um but is it is it is, so you're is it just the poop scene from Slumdog Millionaire? Oh no, the whole movie's bad. <laughs> whole movie's very bad. I like that movie. Well, I'm very happy that you enjoyed it. <laughs> but I'm but I'm wrong. Well I, I just don't like it. Okay. Bad. I think it's very bad. Okay. So I've soured on Danny. That's fair. Sunshine do you was like also any, bad. What? Sunshine was also bad. No, the first two thirds of Sunshine are really good. Twenty eight days later was also bad. Whoa. I know. Whoa. I know. Is there a good Danny Boyle movie in your eyes? Train spotting. Steve Jobs. Okay. But that owes everything to Sorkin. No. And Fastbender. 
Eh. Anne Winslet. Eh. And Jeff Daniels. Eh. Emmy winner Jeff Daniels. Shut up. Got it. <laughs> For this, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we didn't mention The Looming Tower. Yes. Screw that movie. Looming Tower. Screw that show. On Hulu. Forever. How dare you? Screw it's it. It's going to be great. You haven't seen it. How dare you say something? You about, have not seen it. I haven't watched it, but it's Lawrence Wright and Alex Gibney. And yeah. I think we should give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I feel like we should give Danny Boyle, the Oscar winner, Danny Boyle, the benefit of the doubt. No, I've seen, I've seen Danny Boyle's things. Like, I've seen them. They're, they're You've seen Alice Gibney and, Rob, and Lawrence Wright's things. I know. I like those. They're good. Some of Danny Boyle's things are good. Mm. Oh, this is a really good debate. <laughs> We're doing great, guys. Um, <laughs> but I, as a Danny Boyle fan, like, you know, a good human being. Debatable. Um, Like a good human being? Yes. I don't think all Danny Boyle fans are good human beings. Do you think I'm a good human being? Yeah. Okay. Fine. Huh. You're probably the only person I know who could classify as a Danny Boyle fan. I mean, I'm like a super fan, but I have to say, uh, yeah, he's great. Um, <laughs> he does seem like a wonderful human being. Yeah. I'll say that much. Yeah. And uh, basically, uh, Trust is taking on the story of the J. Paul Getty III um, kidnapping that, yes, was also the subject of um, All the Money in the World. But whereas that film, uh, currently under awards consideration, it takes a very straight and narrow uh, thriller approach, from what I've been told, to the story, Danny has a little fun with it. And Danny has a little fun with it. The script has a lot of fun with it. And, like, basically, like, Brendan Fraser and Mark Wahlberg are playing the same character. That's insane. What? That's insane. Um, yeah, but... Mark Wahlberg probably does not wear a cowboy hat. Who's playing the um, the mother? The mother is played by Hilary Swank, mm, who is not a bad get. I will be interested to see that in yeah. comparison to Michelle Williams, who delivered. And Michelle Williams is one of our greatest no, treasures. No, and she delivered an incredible performance in All the Money. I will say I did interviews with the cast and creators uh, of the show yesterday as we record this, and uh, Hilary Swank was very gracious about uh, Michelle Williams and just was like, "Did you watch it? She's all the she money? has not seen it, but oh. she's sure it's great." Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's Michelle Williams. But she was said she, she was was, point is she said nice things about Michelle Williams. Um, and uh, but also by the way, her best friend is Mariska Hartike or however you say her last Hargitay? name. Hargitay. Hargitay. Thank you. Star of Vespa. Hillary Vessel. Swanks. Hillary Swanks' best friend. Actually, that makes sense to me. It does. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. Okay. Cool. Uh, anyways, uh, that was just a random fact for you guys. But point is, uh, yeah, it's, I, I think it's a. There's a lot of interesting tricks. I don't know if everything about it works, but it, there's a lot of. They're having a lot of fun with, or not in, in not like in a you know just like goofing on the story. But there, there's a lot of imagination, a lot of different experiments being done uh, in just in terms of telling the story. And I think uh, people will be interested in it. I mean, honestly, just from all the money in the world and hearing Ridley Scott talk about all the money in the world, there is a lot of territory to mine in those characters and in that story that could lend itself to a series in a very good way. And I, I will, of course, obviously give it a fair shake. And I'm very excited to see Donald Sutherland take on that role because Donald Sutherland is the man. Mm -hmm. Anytime we get to see Hilary Swank is a gift to the mm -hmm. world. Um, and uh, <laughs> Brendan Fraser has certainly made an impression on a lot of critics in this as well as uh, just overall at the TCAs made quite the strong impression with his costume changes and costume choices. Yes. Uh, and we'll talk about that in just a little bit, by the way. You could Google that, and it'll come up, I promise. Yes. Um, yes, so that's that's uh, 
That that is my last pick. I'm also just going to say the best thing I saw this week, Ben. Oh boy. TCA's edition. Here we go. Here we go. We're doing it. Final stretch uh, is in fact Brendan Fraser in his cowboy hat um, during not just during the panel, uh, but I also spoke with him one on one, and he was just like he's he's wearing he was wearing a different cowboy shirt. Um, took off his hat for the first part of the interview. It was like kind of fanning it. Cowboy hat. Cowboy hat. Um, and then he did I say something different? No, I just wanted to emphasize. Cowboy hat, I feel yes. like it's important. He really wanted to play a cowboy. Being a cowboy was a really big deal for him. Um, and so he's got this cowboy hat, and he was waving it around. And then finally he puts it back on. He's wearing a, his second Western shirt of the day. He will later go on to change into a third Western shirt for the party that night. And then near the end of the interview, um, I swear to God, he did not he, – he pulls out of his pocket not a handkerchief to wipe away some, like, forehead sweat or something. But mm. a bandana. Of course. Like, a blue patterned bandana. Of course he did. It was magnificent. Oh, Brendan. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Our also, uh, our, our fellow our fellow critic, uh, Carol, Caroline, um, says, uh, saw him in an elevator, and she did, and she, descri- she said, she complimented on him on his shirt. Again, this was the third shirt of the day, and he did a little shimmy. So that was the best thing I saw last, uh, this week, um, at the, uh, at TCA's edition. Uh, also, trust was good. That's a, yeah, that's a very hard one to top. Uh, but what do you in, got? In the sense of, of Brendan receiving validation on his cowboy couture. Because, I mean, that's important. If you're going to go bold, you definitely want to get some good feedback. Yeah. So, and I, I honestly do think, I'm sure there's been jokes, but I think most people really thought he was pulling it off. So yeah. He, I mean, he, commi- he committed. I think we all respect commitment Absolutely. at this point. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, I, will, I will echo your theme uh, in that uh, The Shy is an incredible television show that um, is near and dear to my heart as an Illinoisan. And um, I think they've done a, a great job with it. There's a few interesting story choices that'll be smoothed out, I think, as the season progresses. But there is an incredible amount of potential there. Great characters, uh, and it's it already succeeded on its mission statement of kind of uh, providing a humanity. Um, uh, well, not a, not a humanity, like a, a more humanity and and a focus on a group of people who are often written off. Uh, by the media and 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 uh, a lot of readers in general, but uh, but no, I, I think it's a fantastic, fantastic show, and I, I hope everybody gets a chance to watch it. The first episode's on YouTube right now. It aired Sunday night, um, and they'll have ten more this season. But um, to follow up on the on the person part of it, I will say that uh, speaking to Jason Mitchell, the star of the show, was an absolute treat because he's just he's just a, a very intelligent. Uh, smart, funny, charming man, and uh, at one point when Showtime put out a candy station, uh, Jason made sure to find his way over there and be like, don't judge me. And we're like, of course we're not going to judge you. It's a candy station. Have the candy. That's what it's there for. And he did. I am glad that Jason got his candy. Absolutely. Apparently, um, yeah, I, the, can, the, can, the candy was popular today. People wanted their candy. Hey, it's free candy. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna keep uh, keep our switch back to our usual order of things. Ben, what's the next thing you're looking forward to? Great question, Liz. Um, I think the next thing I'm looking forward to is probably probably the HBO drama Succession. Um, it is it stars Brian Cox. That's almost all I know about it. Um, 
it, it deals with a, a, a family that's part of a like a media conglomerate um, and like kind of how they do their business and, and work through their issues and uh, it's been like kind of not, not, not kept under wraps really but we just don't have a ton of information about it yet but it's coming out on HBO I believe in the spring and um, I love Brian Cox I got to interview him years ago for the game and he's such a smart funny uh, man in addition to being this just incredible force on screen so I'm very excited to see him kind of in a series again like in a regular uh, role uh, and a very important one but, um, but yeah, I, I think that's the next one I'm really excited to see. Again, we don't have a premiere date on it yet, um, but in terms of next things I'm looking forward to, I, I think that probably is the top of the list. Who's cre- who's the creator behind it? Is don't you- know. Okay. I mean, I, it's it, that is out there. I just don't remember. No worries, but it's not it's not a name that immediately is like oh. It is not. It's Ridley no Scott. Danny Boyle. Jesus Christ, he's not the creator of Trust. <laughs> no, but he's an EP. It's kind of like is kind of came together through the collaboration between. Him and Simon Bufoy and their executive producer. Well, they're supposed to be a train spotting show. Wasn't that something? No, I know they did a yeah, sequel, somebody, but I thought they were going to do a show. Yeah, some, somebody probably pitched an idea at one point. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, but no. Uh, Succession, you'll be hearing more about it. That's probably a better pick for, for the anticipated list we did earlier in terms of ones that you may not hear as much about compared to what I'd already mentioned. Uh, so, yeah, remember Succession. We'll talk about it again later. But, Liz, what are you looking forward to? You know... You're going to hate this pick. Great. Um, aside from aside from looking forward to Kevin Costner glaring at us from a stage at some point. Uh, I am be, looking forward to that. Yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, I'm also looking for, I'm looking forward also to the return of Brendan Fraser. I'm turning your mic off. No. No, nope, you've already said it. We're going down. <laughs> Should I even bother talking? No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> You know what I'm going to say, but I've watched 15 minutes of Condor. Jesus. And it's not its not the bad, the worst thing I've ever seen. That's interesting. Is that under embargo, Liz? Should we be talking about Condor? Nice try. God damn it. Gesundheit. <coughs> I, I just cannot believe. I cannot believe they made a, like, of all the things to adapt into a TV show. Three Days of the Condor? You've never it's properly perfect. explained to me. I mean, it's a perfect movie. It doesn't mean a perfect, uh, not a, a, a fun a, show can't be made from the I premise. No, but it's it's such a perfect, taut, charged movie right. that like the idea of expanding it seems just totally opposite of of what it was able to do as a movie. And again, like that's it, it isn't a great reason to just immediately be pissed off that they're doing it. But I am. There's something instinctual about it where I'm just like, I want to protect it. I want it to be like, no, this is the thing. This is the great oh. thing. Watch the great thing. No, Ben, I totally get where you're coming from. Like, I mean, when I heard that they were going to make Fargo into a TV show, I was like, that's a shitty idea. That's like just. That's what. Why don't you just go join all your network friends? Because that's exactly what every single person says whenever we're like, I don't know if that's a good idea. And they're like, well, what about Fargo? And we're like, well, shit, I guess everything's a good idea then. No. Some things are still bad ideas, Liz. I mean, totally fair. And I could be wrong, but I, I, I sampled it very briefly. I'm interested in seeing more. And uh, it's Brendan Fraser back again. And he's he just seems really I just want him to be happy, Ben. I just want uh. him I just want him to be confident in the work he's doing. Because um, I feel like he's not right now and I want that for him. He's wearing a fucking cowboy outfit. He's gotta have some confidence. Um so, or is he is it confidence or is it concealment? That's interesting. Is he hiding? Because he's nervous that we won't like him. He's got to have some confidence just in the fact that 
his version of the mummy will be remembered 30 years from now and the one that tom cruise was in will not yeah but he also like unlike tom cruise like he doesn't look the same as he did 30 years ago yeah tommy c still looks great all that running (laughs) but point is point is Brennan Fraser is a, seems seems like a guy who deserves nice things, and please, for the love of God, don't let there be no stories about Brennan Fraser. Oh God! Um, but of uh, no one we've talked about. What of no one we've talked about? Of please. no one we've talked about ever. Um, but yeah, I actually did the math, Ben. I've only interviewed two people who've had stories come out against them, and that's in like three over three years of doing this job. So that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I feel. Um, so knock on wood, that doesn't change. I haven't done the math. I don't think I want to. Yeah, don't. It's sad. Uh, but point is, uh, <laughs> wow, that's there's no real point to it. That's my answer. Condor. <laughs> Condor looks interesting. I want to watch more of it, and it's going to bring us Mira Servino too. Yeah. And she deserves she deserves some uh, some great work. So yeah. hopefully this is a springboard for her and amazing things. Again, I, I mean, I definitely don't want it to be bad. I want it to be good. I want all shows to be good. Uh, it, it just it does make me a little nervous. And, he is, um, and, and you know what? You could very well be right. I also like to embrace the idea of being the old man who yells at a cloud whenever I get the chance. Where it's like, you I know had, what? Don't remake that movie. It's perfect. You guys are doing too many remakes. Go make something original for once. And I will always enjoy making sure that you are reminded that you are the old man yelling at a cloud. That's me. Yep. Stop binging things. (laughs) Watch it weekly. Take a break. Slow down. Go outside. Oh, man. Old man Travers. Read the newspaper. And read IndieWire.com where you'll you'll find news, reviews, interviews, features, all the stuff you like. And I, I, I can't say listen to podcasts in an old man voice because that's just crazy. Listen to podcasts. Yeah, but see, it doesn't sound right. Like, it just doesn't sound. Yeah, it just sound, sounds a little weird. It sounds like they, they wouldn't tell you to listen to a podcast. They'd tell you to, you know, listen, listen to the to radio. Listen to one of those auto, auto, you know, radio programs like they have on the iPhones. I guess you could make an argument that the IndieWire network of podcasts are so good that even old people would figure out how to use the technology to listen to them, especially, especially the great the one and only, the perfect man among, I mean, boys, really. Boys, girls, the perfect human. Chris O'Faltz, Filmmaker Toolkit Podcast. At some point, this is just going to evolve into, like, this love story between you and Chris is really getting out of hand. I disagree. I feel like it's only getting started, and we have such a tall mountain to climb, and I have never been more excited to climb that mountain. It's beautiful, man. Uh, there's also, you know, Screen Talk with Eric Cohn and Ann Thompson. Also great. And Turn It On with Michael Schneider, which I, at some point, perhaps, Liz and I might guest on. And Oh, yeah. You know, listen to Liz's Try to Ignore Me. Oh, hush. You talk to good people. Yeah. Listen and you to talk the to the people. Well. Yeah. Just yeah, ignore um, the other guy. Like, but well, Mike's great. Yeah. King of all podcasts. King of all podcasts. And yeah, what, what Ben is in hinting at is the fact that uh, we are all pitching in for Mike and doing interviews this week uh, with for, for Turn It On. So Yeah, there's just there's too many people for even the King of All Podcasts to get to at the TCAs. So we're all trying to help him out and, and build yeah. up a, a nice base for that podcast. So. I'm guessing you'll probably go far. Yours will probably premiere far, far before mine. Oh, well, yeah, based on who we talked to, yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. But uh, you can look forward to that. Uh, you can also find Ben on Twitter at Ben T. Travers. Make sure you find Liz on Twitter. That's with an I and then an E. Correct. Uh, you will be, we will be back next week. Uh, hopefully, we'll, we'll be past Golden Globes. We'll be near the tail end of TCA, so we will probably be either 
mostly dead or feeling relaxed, like we're almost over the hill and onto the next hill. I hope when you're listening to this that Ann Dowd is a Golden Globe winner, and so is Pamela Adlon. That'd be nice. That'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, we'll all hope for that. And uh, you guys, in the meantime, keep watching television. 